Okay, so... I just woke up from a vision about an hour, two hours ago, and in this vision, I was in this place that looked, it felt like I've been there before, and that I'm staying there right now. It's so weird that my visions are like, I'm, I got all these different homes that I have been staying in for a significant amount of time, but I have... In between these visions, like, I have a vision a couple of days ago of a place I was staying in. And it's like, I've been there for years. Then I'm in this, no, actually, this is the house. It's been a few days. But it's so weird how the spirit, how time in the spirit room work. I've been there for years in the spirit room, but I really only, it's only my third day. And I'm just not having another vision. And this is the home and I remember it. And it's so weird how I'm back here. I don't know if I'm back here or if I stay here the whole time. But I do know last week, not even a whole week ago, had a vision of another place I was at for some time as well. So it just don't make sense how one day I'll be at a home place in my vision or in my dreams I'll be in a home that I was I was there for weeks or months or years. And then the next day, I'll be at a home that I was there for weeks or months or years. Like, and these is days apart or sometimes even hours apart. So it's kind of, I don't know, it's different. And it, it make you question what you really can believe out of all of it. Which at this point, I'm going to just go ahead and say mostly nothing. But, um... Anyways, I'm in this vision and I'm driving again. I'm driving a car that I crashed. I've never, well, actually, I can't say I never drove that car in my visions. I had maybe two or three visions where I actually drove this car. And honestly, in most of my visions, the car's non-existent. Like, I never even had it. But in this vision, you know, I got it back. It's so weird how... Is really like working and happening in the spirit realm. It's like almost like how dreams work where in your dreams you make stuff up and it's mixed with a lot of stuff that's actually real, but none of it makes sense. So all I know is I am back at this house and at this house it's kinda like an apartment building, but it's like less it's not as big as most apartment buildings. It may be like a fourplex, but maybe like at least six homes. Not like a apartment building where it'll be like five or six apartments, if not more on every level. It's only at least like six homes in a whole building. So there's a staircase and it's cold. It's so cold and it's so dark. At first, my mother is downstairs wrapped up in her blanket. And she looks so cold and tired and just like depressed. Not even depressed, just tired. Like she just... 
I don't know when we're going to get out of this. I don't know when we're going to get out of here. But, you know, I'm just hanging on as long as I can. Like, she's in this state of numbness, having to hang on. Because she don't know when things going to change. I know exactly how that feels because, like, that's that's all I've been going through. But in the vision, I'm actually, I have that feeling. But at the same time, it's kind of because of me. Because I am doing everything but, you know, what actually makes the most progress. I'm still making progress, but it's so slow. So slow. I could be making progress so much faster. And we could be getting out of here faster. And then, you know, my mom wouldn't have to suffer as much. And I know it sounds bad. Like, so it's your fault. Why aren't you doing anything? But... I'm so frustrated because it's like, I've been doing, like I don't know, I want to say I've been doing everything I can, but I have been doing everything I can, everything I can to be, to instill, maintain sanity. Like, I can do it all, and I have to, because nobody else wants to do anything, but when I'm not capable of doing something, then everybody's tired, everybody's numb, everybody's weak, everybody's exhausted. And it's like, all of this is on my shoulders, but why ain't nobody just helping? Why won't nobody just help then? Why sit around and be tired, numb, and, you know, done, but, you know, and want to blame me? But all you got to do is help. All you got to do is help. And I and I want to say that clearly I feel like they would if they could. You know, I do feel like that, but they're not, and they can. Like, I don't want to say they can. I don't know that for sure. Because I feel like they would if they could, so maybe they can't. But I don't know. Like, this is real life. If I can do anything, if I can do something about it, you can do something about it. Like, what, you know, I know God, you know, I know the circumstances that maybe they have gotten themselves into the situation. It's not like they're not taking responsibility for that. I don't, well, I don't want to say that. They, I don't know how much responsibility they actually taking. All I know is they know they got themselves into this. I'm not about to sit around and talk about, you got yourself into this. Because the point of, the point is that, you know, I still want to get you out regardless. So what's the point of pointing fingers? So it's not even that. It's just I'm tired. I can't. I I really can't. And it's like it's about to get to the point where, like, I'm just done. Like I'm just done. I can't do it. I don't want to do that because what else am I going to do? What am I going to do without God? There's nothing I can't do. I'm, if I say I'm done, that's what I'm going to be. But it's like. I don't know. I don't, I don't. I can't believe that God would make it this difficult to try and help other people. I mean, I don't want to sound like that person that's not willing to put in the work in to to help other people. Jesus died on the cross for the, for all of our sins, and He was nailed to that cross, and He was beat, and He suffered. So it wasn't easy for Him. Of course, He don't want it to just be easy for us. We have to be tough. I mean, look about, I mean, not look about, look at Saul. 
saw, you know, he had to go through a lot. Paul had to go through a lot. John was beheaded and imprisoned, and John went through so much. Um, David went through so much. Both saws, actually. But all I know is it just it's, it's this feeling I got. I feel it. It's weird. It's like it's on the left side of my body, and it's on the inside, and it felt like it's you not wrong. You not wrong. You are tired. And this stuff, even though it might be true, you are right. Jesus loves you anyways, regardless of what you can and cannot do. So even though that doesn't mean he don't require it from you, he not going to hate you or give up on you because you can't do it. That doesn't mean I don't want to still try because that's what I know. I know that Jesus still loves me and is there for me despite me being able to do that. But still, that's why I want to be able to do that. Like, he's not giving up on me, so I don't want to give up on him. But I'm telling you, it's frustrating, especially when you realize certain things. Like, there's people, family members who know exactly what's going on. They're not doing nothing to help. They'd rather sit around and make me do all the work. And I sit here and I suffer. I'm suffering. Doing all the work. Trying to do all the work. And they're okay with that. Literally. Last year. I had a vision. That they laid me to rest. I died. And they all happily laid me to rest. Barely even wanted to carry my casket. After knowing that I died to save them, they was 100% okay with that. And they did not care about me, not one lick. They was just like, yep, she died for us, and we, we don't even care to bury her. And I'm supposed to keep fighting like this for somebody like that. And when I woke up from that vision, you know what Jesus said to me? He said, I know. That's how they feel. And that's why, you know, I don't know if I'll blame you. He said, I don't know if I'm going to require that from you. So I can give up if I want to. And I am I just might. I'm just trying my best not to because I know, you know, if I give up on them and they all go to hell. When it comes down to it, I know I got so much to say right now. I know I'm suffering right now. I know I'm crying all the time right now and complaining. But if I actually, you know, if they actually go to hell, I'm going to be wishing I put in that work regardless of being tired, regardless of hating them for not helping, regardless of how selfish they are because they don't even care. And I know that if if I do do it, they still going to be selfish. They're not going to understand the work put in. They're not going to appreciate none of it because they don't. So it's bittersweet. Because I don't want them to go to hell. But I also, I don't know how I'm going to feel about that. Them not appreciating all my hard work. 
maybe it's good for them. It's good for them to just give up on them. Because maybe that's the only way they'll see. But at the same time, it's like, what if I give up on them and they really don't make it? Am I going to be able to? I'm going to be able to live with it, though. I'm going to be okay. But, you know, still at the same time, like, I'm going to feel like, you know, regardless of how I felt at the time, I could have kept trying. I could have gave my all so I couldn't no more. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give it my all so I ain't got nothing else to give. Even though they wouldn't care if I died doing this. They don't appreciate nothing. None of them. I don't... <laughs> I don't know why God placed me... Like, I don't know. I don't want to blame God, but... You know, I know he's intentional. But he would place me in a family of, you know, people like this. I will be the one person who do care. Well, each and every single last one of them take advantage of that. That would be my situation. And I don't, you know, I don't want to be like them. But, like, what, like, almost, it's almost what choice do I have? I'm tired. It's already enough, you know, it's really already hard enough having to account for my own sins and having to account for my own mistakes and all that I'm going to have to need to get in there myself. But the fact that, you know, I'm not, even though I know that Jesus is like he's doing like a 30 for one special. And I, I, that's, I don't even know if that's the right number. All I know is he's doing all of them for one special. I just got to do the amount of work I really take for myself and get them all in. But that's not even all the way true. Because if it was just me, I'd be done a long time ago and free and happy and relaxed and comfortable. But since I have to, so I, it's not for one then. I guess it's for two. It's almost like, I don't know how to explain it, but all I know is he's grouping all of them in to a little bit of extra work on my behalf. And he's doing the rest of the work. So it's like, it's like, why wouldn't you take that deal? But they making it harder. Not only are they making it harder with their ungrateful attitudes. Like, I can overlook that if that's all it is. They actually making it harder with their actions. Like, literally adding more work. Not helping at all. And fighting me. Anybody in their right mind would be like, send them to hell, so. Oh, well. But he didn't give this opportunity to nobody. He gave it to me. I mean, not anybody. He gave it to me. Because he know that I'm willing to do the work. Because he know who I am. Because he know that I pray for them every single night and ask that they got into heaven, too. So, I don't know. Because I remember him asking me, "Do you? are you sure they want to go? So, it's like, what do I do? Now, it's a couple of visions that, you know, I'm thinking about right now that's actually backing up my decision. If I choose, if I so choose to give up on them. And you know, it's a lot of threats being made. You ain't giving up on us or you ain't going, yeah, right. Are you stupid? Now, let me back up these visions. So, let me back up this decision. So, there was this vision I had 
where the Lord showed me that I was an angel to somebody else. Meaning, what he really wanted me to see was that I'm not crazy. They just don't appreciate me. And certain people, other people, they see me for who I am. They see me for, you know, how, you know, valuable I am. The second I showed up, this individual was like, I am so grateful to be around you. I'm so thankful that the Lord sent you to me. Immediately recognize me for who I am. This whole time, I'm being taken advantage of. This whole time, I'm being taken for granted. This whole time, I'm being unappreciated. The second I showed up in this individual's life, they immediately recognized me for who I am. And they wasn't over-exaggerating or nothing. It was just honesty. That's because people who are of God recognize who are who is of God as well. They don't take advantage. They aren't ungrateful. And funny thing, I was expecting this person to feel like I was just, I was expecting this person to treat me like they have been treating me. And this person was like, what? Are you crazy? Like, not even are you crazy. She didn't say that. But she's just like, what? Like, of course. Like, I'm grateful. I'm blessed. I'm, you know, I'm honored. Because I'm an angel to somebody. And you don't even appreciate that. And that's funny because in the vision, I told her, you know, the reason why I acted like that is because my family don't appreciate me. They don't appreciate nothing that I do. I didn't have to say it. It's just I said it with my emotions. And that's exactly when God was like, they're not going. It's just going to be you anyways. So I don't want you to kill yourself trying to get them to appreciate you for who you are, be grateful for what you're doing, or stick around them and try to get them in. You have the opportunity to get them in, but that's also a choice. So that means if it come down to it, I'm going by myself. I'm, I'm going to be raptured by myself. If I'm going to be in the waiting area when we all get raptured alone without my family attached at my side, I can leave now. I don't need you. I don't need what you're putting me through. And somehow you feel so entitled. You must be stupid. Then there's this other vision that also backs up this, I don't know, decision. If I so choose to make it. And in this vision... I wake up in a home and it looks like, you know, my mother has decorated and designed me and my sister's rooms, which she loves to do. And so I wouldn't say that it was really for me. It is. I'm not ungrateful, but that was really, you know, that's her own personal, you know, 
that's something that she does to, you know, validate her own self. It's not always just for me. Like, she just want to, I don't know how to explain it. She loved decorating or, you know, kind of like somehow just dressing you up and, you know, I don't know how to explain it. Like, you a doll. When you a doll, you like, you know how to, you want you want to design your doll house and all that stuff like that. I'm not explaining it, though, but that's what she did for our rooms. And all I know is as I sat in my room, I sat in there just praying and praying and praying and praying and praying and just so just suffering, praying and suffering because all I wanted was for them to be okay. All I wanted was for them to seek, seek, seek the Lord, see the Lord and see that I just wanted the best for them. They knew that they didn't care. They just wanted to take advantage. And I just, all I wanted was the best for them. And I just wanted them to, you know, finally come to their senses. That's all. That's all I wanted the whole time being so patient, so, so patient while I suffered. And then in the next room, my sister is in her room. And both of our rooms are actually very, very well made up. And they both look good. And they're both, you know, unique to ourselves. Like they're a reflection of who we are. They're different, but they're us. And then all I know is she's just like, I have this better than you. I have that better than you. Everything I have is better than you. And she just wants me to be jealous of her so bad. All she does is rub everything that she has in my face. And I'm just sitting there thinking, like, when, like I have, you know, I'm okay. I have, you know, I'm good. I got, I got good things, too. But it's not that I'm wanting to say that because, like, she wants to go back and forth about what we have. Like, she wants to be like, I have this. Now your turn. Like, no. I'm not about to keep on saying, I got this and I got that, too. Like, we're, we don't have the same mindset. I'm over here praying for you, and you over there happy to rub my face in whatever you got. Like, what? Like, come on now. I don't I don't get it. It's like, and it's a lot of people who are like, I don't know. I've met a lot of people who are like, that sister relationship. To who? If you like that type of toxic sister relationship, that's you. But I pray for my sister. I wish the best for my sister. I would never rub nothing I got in her face because I want you to have everything that you love, everything that's for you. I don't ever want you to feel like I'm better than you or I have more than you or anything. And the funny thing about it, she didn't have more nothing. She didn't have more nothing, but she was so desperate to have more anything than me just so she could make me feel bad. And everything that she did, every action that she did was trying to take something from me. And I ended up with exactly what I was going to have anyways. And she hated it. She hated it. So all I know is like, I just, I just, I don't know. I came out, our, our rooms are right next to each other. The doors are right next to each other. I come out in the hallway and I see her in her room. And she's just like, I have this, I have this, I have that, I have that. You don't, you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't. And I don't know, I'm really sugarcoating it because the stuff that she was saying, she was just like, you know, she was really trying to hurt me. She was trying so bad to hurt me. And I'm just like, 
You do realize I'm just over here praying for you, right? I know you realize that because you're not worried about nothing you really got. You're just worried about rubbing it in my face. I don't understand why I'm the only person on this planet that you need to get that reaction out of. What is wrong? What's really up? You know? And I know what's really going on, but that's why I pray for her. Then my mother. My mother knows exactly what's going on, but for some reason my sister has some sort of... I don't even know. It must be pull or ability or it's just something, something that she has going on that my mother is afraid to stand up for me. She's not really afraid to stand up for me, but she's not willing to risk what she got out of it to stand up for me. So my mom is like, as long as I'm good, I don't really care. Even though she made sure that my room was nice and everything and plush for me and all of that, still... She see how messed up the situation is, and she's not doing anything about it. She's not doing anything about it. She just don't care. Because as long as she good, she don't care. Like, she don't want it to reflect on her or start affecting her because she knows. I don't know. Like I said, my sister, like, I'm really sugarcoating it. She's conniving. Like, she's willing to, you know, ruin whatever it is my mother might have or is doing if she tries to help me. But it don't matter because she ain't trying to help me anyways. Then here comes my brother. My brother actually starts to feel bad for me. And he actually starts to defend me for a second. Then she starts, why would you defend her? Don't you know what she did? Don't you know what she said about you? Such and such and such and such. And then he's like, you right. And then he starts attacking me too. And then he runs off to the streets. He's not even, he's too busy in the streets. He don't even care. You know, and he tried to help. For a second, he did actually care. But, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Because for me, it's like I'm trying to understand the situation from everybody's perspective. But I just see myself in the situation and I would never do none of them like that. Even if the shoe was on the other foot and, you know, some they had did whatever they did to me, it don't matter because when it came down to it, I know how I would react. I know how I would handle that. I know how I would, what I would do. And clearly what I would do is made clear, which is why everybody's attacking me. And if I'm really such a bad person, then why even bother yourself with me? Why are you standing, sitting around me just to try and hurt me? It don't make sense. If I'm such a bad person, it seems like you just separate yourself. But no, you literally stay around with the intent of trying to hurt me and make me miserable. And it's, I don't get it because it's like, I don't know. You should have seen her in this vision. It's weird. But um, then my dad comes and he knocks on my door. But then I come outside and he's like, oh, no, I wasn't knocking on your door. I was knocking on hers. And he's trying to hurt me, too. And so he knocked on her door and he's like, I just want to see. I just had an idea how I could turn 300 into 3,000 trying to borrow money from her. And I guess, you know, she's like, did not hear her saying, I got the money you don't. That's why he knocking on my door. It's her own daddy. He don't even care. Such and such and such. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh. Like, okay. Like, you know, you see my attitude. You see how I feel about everything you're saying. I don't care about that. You see, I do not care about that. If I cared about that, you know, maybe you would have an argument. 
Maybe you would have decided you would get satisfaction out of what you're doing. But you just, you know, I don't know. Like, I just don't get it. I don't understand. All I know is I looked at my mother. My mother is just, like, trying to overlook the situation, trying to pretend like she don't see it because she good. It's just, like, I just, I just don't, I don't care as long as I'm good. And it's such a miserable situation only because it's like I can remove myself completely from the situation, but I'm sitting here hoping that you'll come to your senses because I want the best for you. I want you to be okay. I really do. And I don't know, like (laughs) she got all the wrong influence around her. People, it's actually, you know, rooting for this. People are actually encouraging this. And I'm just like, you know, Okay, if that's, you know, what you want to do, then clearly it's working for you. If that's enough for you, then, you know, have at it. I'm going to still pray for you because I can see that, you know, this is bad. This is really bad. Like, whatever it is you're trying to make me jealous about, you, it's clear I don't care about nothing about that. I don't even care about the stuff I really got for real. All I care about is God. That's really all I care about because I see in this situation that God is needed. Like, What's going on? Like, for real. Like, we need Jesus, for real. We all do. But I'm the only one seeking him. It, that's hard. Like, my brother's in the streets. My other two brothers, where are they? You, you two worry about your stuff. And you can't see what's going on. My, Our mother don't even care. We need Jesus. Like, and you think it's about stuff. And we, and we fast approaching that deadline fast approaching we don't have much time left but you you know keep doing what you're doing though because you got it and i'm gonna keep praying because somebody got to be doing that then next thing i know everything the swoosh everything just washes away the whole house the whole everything because the only the only point of that the only reason that that was even that that set up in that way so Jesus could show me who they was and how they're acting. That's when all I know is we on the stairs to the to the pearly gates. We on the stairs to heaven's door. And all I know is it's like a bunch of stairs, marble stairs, and then it's a bit, it's a lake. It's like a small lake, you know, or a pool of water. And there's a bunch of banisters, marble banisters going all the way down. And then, you know, I see my brother on a map. And I ask Jesus, like, why, you know, why aren't you, you know, why doesn't it feel like you're able to get through to him? Because... I will say that at least he was getting through to my family, my mother and my sister, just a little bit more. Just a little more. Even though, you know, at least, you know, he was getting to them a little more. But to my brother, he just wasn't. And I saw my brother on a map. It looked like a snap map, like a Snapchat map. And his back was, it was a sun shining in the middle of the map, shining down on my brother from the say the northwest sort of like the northwest and when it was shining down on my brother his back was turned on the sun his back was turned and 
he and Jesus kept saying like you know like just kept shining his light on him and I feel like I heard Jesus kind of like saying like you know just face it just face it he didn't say that he said he said something like that though and then my brother he just refused to turn around I swear like don't you know when like somebody's like pulling on your shoulder and you like refusing to turn around you refuse to look like you refusing to look that's what he did he refused to look even though the sun was shining so bright on him you couldn't ignore it and he just refused to look he refused to turn around he turned his back on God that's what that means you turned your back on the sun and next thing I know, we in front of Heaven's Gates, and I'm sitting on the stairs, and I'm one or two stairs from walking through the gates. And Jesus is standing right behind me, and he's saying, you know, now look at them. Now they need you. I look at them. They all at the bottom of the steps. And my mother and my sister all the way at the bottom of the steps. My sister's doing my mother's hair. And it's so significant that she was doing her hair because this around this time I kept telling them, Jesus wants you to stop doing your hair. Jesus wants you to stop wearing weave. He's trying to show you who you really are. You need to stop doing your hair, stop wearing weave, start being natural. And all they care about is doing their hair. They don't want to listen. And I know a lot of people say, well, maybe they differ from you. No, I was just like them a couple months ago. I like hair, but I was doing my hair too. It was hard to give up, but I did because I can see what's going on. I can see what's happening. We don't have much time left. And they would not listen. They did not care. And that's why they was at the bottom of the stairs. Then my brother, he's all the way down the lake. But the most amazing part about it is because I'm praying to God so much to save him, because I'm praying for him so much, even though he's turning his back on God, I'm praying for him so much like, Lord, please, 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 please. I know he's not listening. I know he's being hard. I know he do not care. But please just save him. Please just save him. And the Lord is like, the best he can do is where he's at because he's turning his back on him. And... He's walking on water. He's standing on the water, though. Anybody else would have drowned. But that's what Jesus is doing for him. He's standing on the water. And even though he has a long ways to go before it's, you know, before he gets to that door, before that door is shut, and it's like the, you know, it's narrowing down. Like the time, like it's almost like he barely have enough time to get across that water. Before that door shut on him. But he still got a chance though. And then my mother and my sister. They had the stairs. They can get there in time. But they just. I don't know. Like all I know is they look back at me. And how they was looking at me. That was just like. Everything changed. The shoes on the other foot. The shoes on the other foot. At first they was all like. We'll treat you any kind of way we feel like it because we don't need you. Now they like, we sorry. That's that's what they said. They was like, sorry. Like, because they finally realized, like, 
oh, like, oh, okay, wow, you know, this is real, you, everything you've been saying is true, all of this really happening right now, you really wasn't playing, but my brother, he see how far he is compared to my mother and my sister, and how, you know, it's, he barely would make it. And he started looking like, man, why didn't I listen? All I know is it's two bowls. No, it was a, what was it? Three bowls. It was three bowls. You know, like a bowl and pestle. A pestle bowl where you smash, like, stuff down. But I think, like, these is like, the incense bowls that they speak about in the Bible. They go... And they sitting on the ledge. And my mother and my sister turn around to look at me and say sorry. And my brother, he's looking like, uh, you know, looking desperate. Like, I, I need to hurry up and get across there. Like, I can't believe, you know, like, I'm sorry. Like, not even I'm sorry. He didn't even say that. He didn't feel sorry. He felt, you know, I need to get over there. Like, I wish I had listened. Because this is really my last chance. And I'm this far away. And next thing I know, the bowl just, doop, just fell right in the water. Sunk to the bottom. And as soon as the bowl fell off the ledge and sunk to the bottom, they looked at me like, get the bowl. Because apparently, I'm supposed to be the only person who, who capable of doing it. No, they could have gotten jumped in there and got the ball themselves. But this is just a reflection of how they putting it all on me. When they could be working hard for themselves, that's why they in the position that they in. And the whole time, Jesus right behind me. I'm two stairs down. I still got to get up two stairs. I know I'm. It's just two stairs. But in but in you know that's not hard to do if I'm only worried about me. But I'm worried about whether y'all gonna make it. Because I know once I walk through those doors, if y'all not behind me, I know where y'all going. And I'm just like, I really, even after everything y'all did to me, even after how y'all treated me, I don't care about none of that. I just care if y'all going through those doors with me. And Jesus is like, listen, we got to go. Time is up. We got to go. And I'm like, just just give him a little bit more time. Just give him a little bit more time, please. And I'm begging for more time for them. Then next thing you know, another bowl falls off the ledge. Doop. Sinks to the bottom of the pool. It's only one more bowl left. And I'm just like, you know, once the second bowl sink, they knew what it is. They wanted to dive in for it, but it sunk too fast. It's crazy, but my brother's still worried about how he gonna get across in enough time. He don't even, it don't feel look like he gonna make it. My mother and my sister, they just, they just trying to, you know, accept how wrong they was and how the shoes on other foot. They finally looking like, wow, you know. Then Jesus like, listen, come on. But the whole time, like, I'm just like, I don't want to lead them. I really don't want to. You know, it's, they they so close. I know that they can make it. Just please, just please. I'm asking for more time. 
But Jesus is making it clear, like, listen, you might just have to come without them. I know you don't want to. And I'm like, I don't even want to think about it. I don't even want to think about coming without them. And then, you know, he's not going to leave without me. But he's also not going to let me stay for them. He's not going to let me stay for them. But he's also at the same time like, we got to go. Time is up. Like, I'm not playing. I can't force you through those doors, but I'm telling you, you know, we got to go. So all I know is right before the vision ended, it was like he was about to walk. It was it was about to be it. Like, we was about to walk through those doors, and that was about to be it. And I woke up, and I was like, that's confirmation. That is big confirmation. Like, it come down to it, and with or without you, I'm going. With or without you, I'm going to walk through those pearly gates. And that's not because I don't want you to be there. So I don't want you sitting up here saying, see, you want you to go without us. That's why you always... Do something. Like, why won't you help yourself? Why are you expecting me to do everything for you when all I'm doing is telling you and telling you and telling you and telling you? That's the point. That's the whole point of the vision. The whole time all I did was tell you, you didn't care till it was too late. So, I don't know. Ever since that vision, I had a few more, a few more comfort, confirming visions, like, I had a confirming vision I was an angel. I had another confirming vision that, you know, I was still helping people. So it's it's worth it anyways, whether it's not all about my family. The Lord made that clear. Like, you're helping me. Like, you're actually, you know, commissioned in this end times army to save souls. And you're helping me. So when it comes down to it, it's really not all about your family. I know you want your family to get in real bad, but the world don't revolve around your family. There's a lot of people you got to save and help. So I realized that like that's, that's something that I'm doing a lot of times. I am out saving a lot of people. Like when I was helping that lady who saw me for who I was, and, you know, funny thing about it is, like, she's, like, wow, I always, she's, like, I am honored. She's, like, when the Lord told me what was going on here, when the Lord told me that I was chosen, I was, like, me, really, me, and really she was talking about being raptured. And that's exactly how I felt when he first told me. But, you know, she was like, you are a blessing. You are such a blessing. And, you know, also at the same time, I was telling her, like, God has so much for you. God has so much for you because he does. God showed me everything he had for her. God has so many blessings for her. She is going to be so abundant in heaven. What he has for her in heaven, I'm telling you, like, blessed, super blessed. Like, you know, rich and wealthy here is different in heaven. 
the wealthy and the rich in heaven is different. Everybody's rich, so you you can just imagine what it looked like in heaven when you were a different level of wealthy there. Because everybody's rich, so that means when you're really abundant, you're you're stupid rich. Really, really, really wealthy. So, it's, it's beautiful. It's really a beautiful thing. There's no poor people in heaven, and they're, they're really abundant. The people who really deserve it, they are. It's crazy. You should see stuff. Like, I know because God built me a whole kingdom. So just imagine, you know, what other people's situations are looking like. But, um, as far as her situation, God showed me all he got for her. And it's like, wow, it's like christmas except for how god do it is i'm telling you god got gold floors the gold in god floors is worth more than all the gold in the world here just a a square of it just a piece of it because they don't build they don't have gold like that here the gold's so expensive it looked like glass you ever seen gold like that in your life i'm telling you god his throne room is a whole country bigger his his chair is made out of gold such an expensive gold you would never find here i don't care how rich you is you can look up the most expensive gold here on earth for they got nothing on the gold that god used you know on his floors But, you know, money don't mean nothing. God is so rich. Money does not mean a thing. And when I say rich, I'm not talking about money like here, the paper money we got here. I'm talking about gold, diamonds. You know, every jewel you ever seen here is a different type. Like, it's so beautiful. So beautiful. And you will never find nowhere but in heaven. And he using it for his floors. But, you know, it's not about that. Because anybody who make it in heaven, they not worry about no money. They not worried about money. Because you wouldn't have made it into heaven only being worried about money. The scripture says... Choose money or God because you cannot worship two gods. So, you know, all I can remember from this, the first vision where I showed up to tell this woman that she was going to be raptured. He, he, he allowed me to show up as an angel and tell her that, give her the message. The way I got the message was last year, he told me himself that I was getting raptured. But, um... He let me tell her. I was so happy to do that because I had seen a video of somebody who got allowed to tell somebody else that they was getting raptured. He sent them to tell them. And I was like, why you don't ever t- let me do that, God? And God has said, you know, I got you doing so much stuff. You can really do whatever you want, you know. But, like, you know, don't, you know, don't see other people's testimonies and jealous because what you don't understand is you're doing so much more than them. 
And if you want to do what they they doing, okay, you can do that, but it's going to be less than what I got for you. So I was like, never mind. But I did still was thinking like, oh, my gosh, like, I want to tell somebody they're getting raptured. I want to be sent on a mission to go tell somebody that. I want to see somebody look on, look on somebody's face when they find out. And he sent me on that, like, as a surprise. I think it was a birthday gift. And I'm telling you, like, it was beautiful because it was not only confirmation for that lady. That day, she it's not only she, she didn't only get confirmation that she was going to heaven, everything's going to be okay for her, and she was abundant and blessed, and God always saw her. Every time she decided to be kind, every every time she decided to be selfless, every time she decided to, you know, praise God, and dis- despite how hard it was, despite the situation she faced and the opposition she faced and how she was treated because of what she believed. And despite how easy it was for her to fall into sin like everybody else, she fought against the grain. And she came out a winner and she got chosen to be raptured. And she was surprised. She was shocked. But God is like, I don't know why you're surprised. You deserve it. And she did. She was such a good person. Like when while it's while other people is automatically as you know racially profiling black people, she loved everybody no matter what they look like. Like she's not weird or nothing. It's not like she's doing that just to prove that she loved people no matter what they look like. No, she just do. She don't see it like that. And she's so pure hearted and genuine and selfless. And, you know, even though she's not perfect, she make mistakes just like we all do. Like, she always choose God. Like, I ain't going to say always she's not perfect, but she she fight hard for God. She a good person. Like, even when nobody's looking before she, like, he had to remind her how good of a person she is. That's the kind of people God choose. He don't choose the people who... You know, self-righteous and got to remind themselves they're good people every day. I'm good because I just gave to the homeless person. I'm good because I always look out for people. I'm good because, no, you do it because it come natural to you. It's just who you is. You just, you do it without noticing. Somebody got to tell you you a good person. You know it, but you just, you expect that. Like, that's what you expect not expect because you know the world not really like that so you're not stupid but it's like you want you are the difference you want to see not only that you just it just come natural to you like what do you mean like ain't that human ain't that supposed to be you know given that's a given right me looking out for this person me saving this person's life me diving in front of this bullet that's supposed to be a given me loving my brother, me loving my sister, me not judging you by the color of your skin, that's supposed to be a given. And God choosing people like that. He not choosing the people who you got to think about. It's you, it's you forcing it every day. Oh, yeah, let me remind myself not to judge somebody by the color of their skin. Oh, yeah, let me remind myself to give to somebody today. Oh, yeah, let me remind myself that if I ever get the opportunity to jump in front of a bullet, I'm going to take it. No, you don't. You just don't think. You just do it. 
that's who you are. That's who God chose. So if you see a lot of people out here that's, you know, it's just like they trying too hard. You ain't got to try when you really build like that. And the people who trying too hard, what did God say? They have their reward. It's the people who do it, who just do it. And one thing I noticed is like, I don't know. It's just how your heart is set up. You know, train a child up in the way that they should go. When they're older, they shall not depart from it. Because I've been like this my whole life. And I didn't even know that I was good enough to go. When God told me I had the same reaction she had me, really. And he said the same thing. He said to her, of course you. Look how selfish you are. Look how genuine you are. You do things without expecting anything in return. It's just who you are. You don't even notice things. Like, he got to remind me of different things I did. And I'm like, oh, yeah. You're right. I am a good person. It's not that I'm modest. I'm humble. And so was she. And even though, you know, I'm not going to lie. My mindset was, I don't know if it's going to take another 2,000 years for, you know, revelation to actually manifest. Even though God was telling me, I'm going to be there soon. I'm going to be there very, very, very soon. Very soon. You need to be ready. I'm talking about soon, soon. I'm like, yeah, God, I know what you've been saying soon for like 2,000 years. The Bible says that even when you were here, you said, I'll be back very soon. You know, and that is soon to Jesus because a thousand years in heaven is only a day. I mean, a thousand years here is only a day in heaven. So it's really only been two days. And even though it feels like a long time to us, that is soon, very soon. And he's been putting it off for as long as he can. And... The funny thing about it, he been telling me so soon. Like he, I remember Jesus told me a few years ago, I'm coming to rapture everybody. I said, yeah, but God, you know, when, like, you know, not even trying to be funny. I was just like, when? He's like, you want to see it in your lifetime. I'm like, really? My lifetime? I felt so, my, my mind was blown that it would be my lifetime. I thought about all my ancestors who've been waiting on Jesus to come back and I thought my lifetime and he didn't tell me but he definitely said you know it's not gonna be no 2080 something it's not gonna be no 2070 something and uh he said it's probably gonna be around a time he didn't say the time because like I'm talking to Jesus and only God only our father knows the day and the hour he would not tell nobody but I do think I recall him saying something like, you'd be surprised if you see 2030. So, like, my whole life, I remember growing up and thinking, like, why can't I think about the years 2020, 2027 or 2038 or 2046? Like, those those years feel like they will never exist. They feel like some type of alien type. I don't know. I don't even like to refer to aliens as the devil. But I realized now, like, 
All this stuff happening is 2021. All this stuff happening. Jesus on his way. Jesus is on his way. No, he's here. We got very little time left. He's getting his people. And the the tricky part about it is I feel like, is he putting it off because he's trying to save as many people as possible? And the funny thing about it is that's not even the case because with the people that, like, when he sent me to rapture, tell somebody about their rapture, and the people that he's choosing, they going no matter what. They already written in the Lamb's Book of Life. They already chosen. And I heard somebody say, like, the Lord erases, then he rewrites your name, then he erases, then he rewrites your name every time you do something wrong. No. It's not because of your goodness. It's because of his. And if you're going, you're going. He knows that from from the moment you were born, before the world was even formed, he knew what you were going to do with and in your life. So if, you're, if your name is in that book, it's just in it. He's not erasing it and rewriting it. Like, what makes you think that God is ever unsure like that? That, you know... You can change anything that he already knows. You may not know what you're going to do tomorrow or next week, but God knows. You're If you're in it, you're just in it. And if you're not, you're just not. Now, you'd be surprised to find out you is, and you'd be, you'd be surprised to find out you ain't. But, nah, it's, if you go on, you go on. So I don't believe that, you know, I do believe he, like, it's kind of weird to think about, you know, he's putting it off because, you know, of the people he's trying to save. Yes, you know, that's true. It's in the Bible. But at the same time, it's like, you know, if you're going, you're going. Because with this lady he chose, with this lady that he picked, you know, sent me to tell her about her rapture and everything. She just like that. That's just who she is. It wasn't something she did last week or not or last month. It wasn't something that she did even last year. She's been this way her whole life. If you're going, you're going. And that's just that. And if you're not, you probably just not. I don't think it's something you can do last minute to change that. It's who you've been. So if you say, oh, I think we're going to get raptured tomorrow. I'm going to start living my life right. That's not going to change whether your name is in the book of life or not. So that's something I feel like is definitely confirmation. So, you know, if anything, that would be the answer to my question whether I can even save my family. But I still don't think that God is a liar. I don't think that he's lying. I think that, you know, still all of this is a is for a reason. He does nothing for no reason. So, maybe it's for, you know, until he comes back for things to be a certain kind of way. But, I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. But I do know that he does nothing for no reason. So, all of this is for a reason. For sure it is. And... Whether it's to build my strength, show me who it is is around me, or if it got to do with this prophecy 
that he has showed me about my life and what ends up happening and who I am to him, who he's been telling me who I am to him my whole life, who I am, period, my whole life, who he made me to be.